Good afternoon. Welcome to the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. So happy to have you along. And I couldn't be happier about my studio guest today, a longtime friend, a man who I haven't been around in a few years, but he has been a blessing to me and lots and lots of people in this area. Ben Chapman, brother Ben, God bless you. Thank you for being here, sir. <laughs> it's good to be here, brother. And I'm Dwight. telling you, I'm looking yes, at sir. you for the first time, and I haven't seen you in years. Don't you ever age? Don't you get old? I mean, yeah, I'm 85 <laughs> now. I just turned 85 May 21st. Incredible, incredible, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, this is 40th year of the camp ministry. Wow, well, we you have been a pastor, a church leader, a servant of God for a long, long time, and I just want to get you in here and talk about. And what I want to focus on today, we did a we did a show a, a few not too long ago focusing on the camp and the wonderful work it's done up there at Lighthouse and wow such a great work it is and we could have been three shows on that but I know um, but I know that you also minister to ministers I know you I know yes, you for, and which is really important but even before we get into that and we'll talk about that I know a lot of our folks in our audience now know you know who you are some may not. But I want them to get to know Brother Ben. So if you would talk to our audience about how you de- how you came about this calling in your life, how you decided, I'm going to give my life to serving the Lord, to Christian service, to pastoring, to ministering, to, to the Christian camp, to, to ministering to ministers. You, your testimony, if you will. Would you share that with our audience, uh, Brother Ben? Well, yes, sir. Uh, I, I, I just have to say that uh, uh, God it, is uh, d- just done a supernatural work uh, in my own life. I was saved at 37 years old, and uh, I uh, was managing Center Hill and Dale Hollow Lakes at the time, and uh, I uh, came under conviction, uh, called out to the Lord, and and uh, by His grace and mercy, He saved my soul, and I immediately you became so excited and enthusiastic. You know, the Bible uh, tells us that uh, we, uh, we, we, all our want to's change. We a new life uh, in Christ. And that was the case for me. And so all I wanted to do was just do what God wanted me to do with very shortly after being saved, that little voice started whispering in my ear, preach. And to tell you the truth, uh, Dwight, I sort of laughed it off. Me, <laughs> me, be a preacher? What? This can't be. No, I mean I, the thought here was uh, I don't even know how to pray, let alone preach. <laughs> and so uh, I heard that uh, singing in my ears uh, at different times. You know, just a, a voice saying that. And uh, about two months after being saved, I did submit the call to preach, and uh, I, I walked out, gave my heart to the Lord, and. Uh, just desired to do whatever he wanted me to do. And uh, I was called as a bivocational pastor, uh, still managing Center Hill Lake at the time, uh, over in McMinnville uh, there as an interim pastor. And then the Army Corps of Engineers wanted me to go to Dell Hollow Lake, be the manager there at Dell Hollow Lake, and do a lot of things that I'd done on Center Hill. And uh, I prayed, and God said, Go. And we moved our family up to Salina, Tennessee. And shortly after being there, uh, First Baptist Church, Salina, called me as a pastor. So I was bivocational there. I was there for the church grew. A lot of people got saved, uh, built a new sanctuary. Uh, life was good. We bought another farm. We uh, had uh, built a new home. I thought that was where we'd be the rest of our life. And by the time we got all that going, uh, God started uh, really 
talking to me in my mind, of course, uh, about starting a camp back on the property we owned uh, just out of Smithfield on Center Hill Lake. And uh, in 1982, I resigned from the Corps of Engineers. I resigned from being pastor of First Baptist Church. We came back by faith, uh, no income whatsoever uh, to start the camp. Brother Ben, yours is an incredible story. I mean, you know, I came to Christ when I was 13. A lot of people do when they're teenagers, younger sometimes. You're 37 years old. Now, you're not quite at midlife yet, but you yes, sir. you got a few years under your belt. 37 <laughs> years old, and you're managing your, your, your Corps of Engineers employee. You've been yes, doing, great you're, job. doing a good it. job there. You love them. <laughs> they love you. Life was going along, and then God, God tapped you on the shoulder, and yes. you responded Wow, and you've got to remember that like it was like it was yesterday, and then life began to change. Wasn't long after that you 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 heard in your heart you said this this voice. Talk about that. I mean, it wasn't audible out here, but it was inside you. It was louder than that. How did you? I mean, as a new Christian, two two months old, walking with the Lord personally, how did you know that was God? Well, I didn't. <laughs> I thought it was myself, and that's why I laughed. You know, when uh, that voice in my mind, said, preach, preach. And I thought it was just me. I thought I was having. And, uh, but I realized later because, to tell you the truth, Brother Dwight, I, did, I didn't uh, explain that, but I was lying in my bed one night after about two months, and I woke up, and I couldn't move. I couldn't breathe. I felt like my heart had stopped. And, uh, and, God, in my mind, uh, asked a question, are you going to preach? And I still couldn't breathe, uh, and uh, I've resisted, and he asked a second time, are you going to preach? And I said, yes, but I still couldn't breathe. And then he says, confess it then. And uh, the only person I had to confess to was my wife lying beside me. And so I shook her. uh, When I said, I will, yes, I will confess it, Uh, I could breathe, I could move. So I I tapped her on the shoulder, and I said, Hermita, I'm going to preach. She said, okay. I went back to sleep. (laughs) She knew all the time. She did. I (laughs) was going to ask you, did she have a clue as to what was going on in your mind? I guess because, and people in the church and everyone said, oh, we knew he was already called to preach, because I was so excited. I mean, about the Bible, about everything, about knowing and learning and uh, studying the Bible. Yeah. Wow. So you roll over and tell your wife, and she says, okay. Like yep. no, she like she was not surprised either, right? Right, and that was on a Sunday morning. I walked out uh, that Sunday morning and took the preacher's hand and said, "God's called me to preach." So not only did you confess it to her the yes. next Sunday morning in, 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 in Sunday a public morning. setting, you you went before your church and, yes. and shook the preacher's hand and announced your calling publicly. Yes, wow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then the story continues for that yeah. from there. Mm-hmm. Wow, and what a story it is. Uh, we are we're talking with my friend brother Ben brother Ben Chapman uh, about his calling about his work in the ministry about his service and specifically I want to get into uh, what he is doing and the way he is serving other ministers uh, in the way to encourage and uplift them in in terms of what they're doing and we are so glad that you are with us today I'm your host Dwight Henry this is the chat and we'll be back with brother Ben Chapman and more 
in just one moment. Happy to have you with us on the chat. I am your host, Dwight Henry. Delighted to have Brother Ben Chapman with us today in my in-studio guest. Brother Ben, thank you so much for being here. Good to be here. Thank you, sir. You've just told our audience a wonderful story about coming to the Lord, accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior when you're 37 years old. Not too long after that, a couple of months, God put it in your heart to go into the ministry to preach. Uh, And and then so you... um, McMinnville at first, and then then you actually pastored. Talk about your role as a pastor, first of all. You pastored in Salina for how long? Uh, for about eight years. Okay, so you mm-hmm. okay, and 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 of course developed and saw the things that pastors experience. Talk about your years as pastor. How did how did how did that impact you? How did you impact the community? You mentioned already that the church had growth and God was using you there. Well, uh, you know. Uh, I I just was the type of person that uh, I never uh, did any kind of pressure tactics or anything like that. Anything like that. I just uh, from the pulpit uh, just tried to relay the excitement I had about what God had done in my own life and how that He could change lives. And uh, uh, but I also uh, had a, had a big heart to want to see the young people in the community come to know Christ, and so we uh, got a little bus, and we started uh, running the bus around and bringing kids in, and uh, and then uh, I was speaking at school and places like that, and every opportunity I had, and I'd go visit some of the businessmen, and uh, and we saw some businessmen start coming to the church there, and uh, so it was just a lot of excitement in the church because I was, I was the type of pastor that really believed that it's the love of Jesus Christ that uh, compels people to uh, want to and desire to be in church, and and so we just had a real loving uh, environment there and excitement, and uh, we uh, we built a new sanctuary debt free ourselves. We we did the construction ourselves and built a debt free, beautiful new sanctuary, and church was uh, just an exciting uh, ministry. Uh, but I didn't really realize uh, at the time uh, what kind of pressures I had on me uh, as a bivocational pastor. And then uh, for, short, for a short period of time, I was uh, full-time, uh, basically, because uh, as as the camp started, uh, I, I stayed on at his church for a short time until I saw that it, it wasn't going to work, that uh, I couldn't be a, a pastor and do the right kind of job and try to start a camp at the same time. So that's when my wife and I says we'll just uh, take, just trust God and come back and start the camp here in in Smithfield, just south of Center Hill Lake. And one of the things, and that has served Lighthouse has served so many young people through the years, and we, we we've we've talked about that and why just such a great work we do. In fact, we're going to have some folks from our church up to visit your camp here in the not too distant future and partner with you in some ways over Living Hope. But as a result of your pastoring, you saw some of the things that a pastor uh, is challenged with, goes through, and pastors usually don't have pastors. I mean, they, they don't have somebody that can go. And, and out of that and out of your heart and out of the leadership of God, you started something to serve as a ministry and as a servant of the Lord to serve pastors there specifically on the campground. Yes, Talk about what you do for pastors at that facility specifically. Well, uh, having been a pastor and understanding the pressures and realizing that uh, 
some of the pastors, especially by vocational pastors, uh, sometimes just don't have the funds to go somewhere and uh, and be loved on and rest and and my uh, in my heart, God showed me that uh, we wanted to make Lighthouse Christian Camp a place where pastors could come and not have any kind of pressures, not teach them anything, not you know just a place they could come, be fed good, have a nice place to stay. Just rest, relax, get restored, renewed, get out in the uh, wilderness and and pray and seek the Lord and get revived and go back out into the ministry because uh, I saw that there were so many that were leaving the ministry, so many were uh, falling out and, uh, you know, things were happening and we just wanted to be a place. So as I prayed about this and and uh, doing, doing this, God led me to a wonderful gentleman, a pastor, uh, down in Nashville named Gene Mims. He was the vice president of Lifeway uh, in Southern Baptist, uh, and uh, he uh, was pastoring Judson Baptist. I learned that he had a big heart uh, for pastors, and I called him, and we got together right away, and uh, Brother Gene Mims at uh, Judson Baptist. He's now started a new church uh, called, uh, I think it's, out. Uh, well, I can't recall what it is, but it's off of eight for, Forty, I think it's. I think it is called the Eight Forty Ministry, but uh, but God brought us together, and He was just a, a man, a spirit filled man. That uh, we said we'll work together to do a pastors and wives retreat. Now we put that wives in there because for years I'd been saying, you know, I don't think it's any more difficult job than being a pastor, except being the pastor's wife the pressures on a pastor's wife. And so we said, now, pastors, when you come, you must bring your wife. And she must have that same relaxation and refreshing and renewing and going back out again. And so uh, that was uh, 11 years ago now. We've, uh, we, October the 1st, every October the 1st, which uh, however it hits, the first weekend in October on Thursday, uh, through Saturday morning, we have a pastors and wives retreat there at the camp. Wow. And they would take them on the lake, pontoon boat riding. They can horseback ride. They can walk the trails. We feed them good. Everything is free. No charge at all. And I would imagine over 11 years that pastors, oh, Middle Tennessee, all of Tennessee, everywhere, have, over 11 years. Yes, sir. Years, we you... call it the Middle Tennessee of pastors and wives. But we have them come out of state. We've had pastors there from North Carolina, from Texas. Uh, uh, matter of fact, we've had more people at a, at a distance come than the local folks. No kidding. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, if, there, if there's a pastor and his wife, someone listening, or maybe a member of a church who would say, hey, that would serve my pastor well, how can they find you? What's the best way to reach out and learn about this ministry? To they pastor? can go on our website, uh, lighthousechristiancamp.com, uh, and uh, get, to, get all the information about the camp. But uh, they, uh, they can call 615-597-1264, and we'd be glad to talk to them about it. We'll get that phone. We'll get to give that phone number again, and we'd encourage folks listening to get a pen and jot that down because that, what a what a what a God called necessary ministry to men of God who stand in the pulpit week in and week out, and oftentimes have no one to talk to, no one to you know to really share their needs and challenges and all like that. And, and and for 11 years now, you've been providing that. Yes. Very relaxed atmosphere, no pressure. Yeah. 
We are absolutely delighted to have I am in my st- in studio today, Brother Ben Chapman, and uh, enjoying our conversation with him. We'll talk more with him when the chat continues in just one moment. We're back with you on the chat. Uh, I'm your host, Dwight Henry, along with uh, Brother Ben Chapman. We're talking about uh, his life, his ministry, his calling at 37 years young, uh, getting coming to the Lord, and maybe we can get back to that in just a moment, and uh, uh, felt a call to ministry and pastor it not, not too long after that. But specifically, we've been talking about his ministry to ministers uh, on the campgrounds there at Lighthouse Christian Camp, and we talked about this retreat that you offer to uh, to ministers from, we call it Middle Tennessee, but they can come from anywhere. Uh, you're a pastor, your pastor's wife, you're interested in that, can benefit from that. Maybe you're a member of a church here and you think your pastor would that'd be something that would serve him. Brother Ben, give that phone number one more time where they can reach out. 615-597-1264. And that's to refresh. And that's to reach weekend from Thursday to Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. Yes. Uh-huh. And they, 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 they get uh, recreation in a beautiful spot, a beautiful place. Uh, and then they get ministered to by, I'm sure, I'm from, yes. from some ministers. Brother Gene Mims uh, leads uh, a few sessions. But we spend a lot of time just getting out and having fun. Yeah, exactly right. And eating good. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do that. Yeah, don't worry. Right. Got to do that. And, I'm sure and by the way, my wife always says, "Listen, it, it may be at a camp, and some people says, well, we might have to stay in a tent.' No, uh, yeah. you have your own private facility, private bath. Uh, you know, uh, so and it's no a cost, nice facility, no charge, no cost to anything. But in addition to that. Uh, out of your experience as a pastor, uh, you, as I said earlier, learned a lot about what it, their challenges are, what they deal with. You also provide a facility, a place for a pastor and his wife to come just as their own private retreat to stay two, three days, to stay a week, to refresh, to study, to pray, to do whatever they want to do. Talk about that ministry. That well, you uh, yes, uh, it uh, overlooks uh, Center Hill Lake right near Hidden Harbor Arena out of Smithville, Tennessee, and uh, – it's a four-bedroom, beautiful home, uh, beautiful view of the lake, right adjoining the camp to where anyone coming there to stay, uh, their family uh, can uh, also, during the time when we have the pools open, can use our pools, uh, can uh, hike all our trails and, uh, you know, just uh, take advantage of the, the amenities we have there. Uh, and uh, you can... Uh, call us and uh, book it for a week's time. There's no charge whatsoever other than we do ask for a deposit uh, because to uh, primarily to confirm that people will come rather than just scheduling something without showing up, you know. Mm-hmm. And so there is, is a small deposit, uh, but there's no charge uh, for uh, staying there. And it has a recreation room with uh, where the children are, are – the family can uh, spend time, you know, a deck that overlooks the lake. Uh, it's a beautiful place, and uh, so it's available. And you know, and and what, and this is for a pastor, his wife, and family, just to get away. Yes, fresh. This, this yes. is this is. And we leave you alone. We don't, you know, uh, you come, you you don't you you don't have to come and spend time with us or anything like that. Uh, we'll, uh, you know, you're there to rest and relax and and get away. This is in addition to the retreat that you you, yes. you, you spoke about earlier. The so. only time that uh, that would not be available because we are using it during that uh, October weekend for the pastor's retreat. But other than that, uh, it's available all year long. No charge. 
no charge. The ministers, what a, what a great ministry! Because you're right, um, you know, I'm, the pastors deal with with their flock, with their congregations, not only the challenges and needs for their family, but the, but the church family, and it just it's twenty four seven. I mean, it's yes. not it's not twenty four seven. It is yes for you to offer that opportunity for that retreat for a group of ministers or that time of getaway for a pastor and his family. That's just very very special, and mm-hmm. I know God has blessed you. Will continue to bless you for that, brother Ben. Well. Uh, I might also mention that we uh, also work with David Revell, who has a ministry to pastors. Some may have heard of it called Shepherd's Fortress Ministry. And uh, he, uh, he he is involved with us, you know, when we do the retreat and everything. And uh, so uh, he's doing a great work also there locally. You know, I'm thinking, I'm sitting here looking at you, Brother Ben, and I'm thinking, I don't know how many years it's been since I've laid eyes on you. It's been a few uh, I've changed a little bit. You have it. You oh know? my! And your youth is re- and, but, <laughs> and but I'm looking at a man who who told me earlier that came to Christ at age 37 was yes, on sir. a career path. Raise uh, with the with the, the Corps of Engineers. Yes, sir. managing a lake up there. Uh, comes to the Lord. How did it happen at 37? I mean, were you in a church? Were you talk a little bit more about coming to the Lord at 37? Because your life dramatically shifted after that. You get a big smile on your face right now, and and a life full of blessings. Hundreds, if not thousands, of people through the years. Uh, wow, what a great story. Well, uh, my wife, uh, we had uh, you know when you have your first child, and my wife was pregnant with our second son, and uh, I kept. Tell her because I didn't feel like I had time. Uh, I, I we we had the farm there where the camp is now, and and I worked on Sundays, you know, working on the place there. And uh, but I I kept saying to her, uh, my wife's name Armida. I says, Armida, uh, why don't you take those boys up uh, to church? She says, I'll go if you'll go. And finally, I had a plan that I w- if I took her up and installed her in a little local church, and you know, I slipped back out. But then you know, brother brother Dwight, I got in that church and. Uh, Man, that preacher was on my case right away, <laughs> and uh, I thought, well, I'm not going back. And uh, well, uh, I kept saying, you know, the boy, the boy, you know, this fellow Jesus, I don't know where he's got or not, but uh, I know, I know, he taught some good stuff. The kids needs to hear that, and uh, you know, you need a social life. And uh, she said, I'll go if you'll go. And one Sunday I went, and uh, again trying to get her installed there. Uh, thinking I didn't need it, and preachers on my case again, and I came under conviction. I started reading the Bible, and uh, I read the red-letter edition. I thought, you know, this fellow Jesus, he's a pretty smart fellow. I don't know where he's God or not, but he's a pretty smart fellow. Started reading and just came more and more under conviction. One Sunday afternoon uh, after I'd been to church, and I asked uh, some uh, men that were there in the church, and, and they brought the pastor with them, and uh, in my living room, in my living room, uh, uh, after that we talked for a long time, I managed to get one knee on the on the floor as they prayed and called out the Lord. And in that moment of me saying, God, if you're there, let me have it. And he did. And uh, I was gloriously saved right there in my living room, and uh, that's when the excitement began to serve the Lord. And it continues to be an exciting life. Yes, it does. And, and, and you said earlier, 80 Five? 85, yes, 85 sir. years, and boy, that happened at 37, and what a ride it has been with God, it and has. what a ride it continues to be. Brother Ben, it is so good to see you again. Good to see Thank you, Brother Thank you for Dwight. all you're doing for the children at the camp, 
for the ministers and, the, and and all that you continue to do up there. Thank you for being a pastor and giving your life to God. And the Bible says, he who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Yes, sir. Brother Ben Chapman has been my guest today. Happy to have him with us. Happy to have you with us. Join us next week for The Chat.